Welcome into Defeating the Curse, Cowboys Week, FPLP show. It's hard to talk Commanders football. I didn't even realize it's Dallas Week. That's it's how Dallas irrelevant week. it is for us. Yeah, it's it's hard to talk Commanders football in a positive light after the thumping we got from, from the Eagles. Uh, they basically why, why had a home hard, game. Why is it hard to talk positive? Ron's got everything figured out. I mean, he said it in his Ron first has everything yesterday. figured out. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's only the players fault. It's not the coach's fault. Ron has everything figured out. Oh, by the way, we brought in four scrub wide receivers because apparently that is the position of need and something that needs to be addressed. Ron is uh, trolling us 100 percent. Ron is trolling us because that is the only position of not need wide receiver on this team. Yeah, unless we're converting them to a punt returner and you finally get rid of Dax Milne, which will make LP happy. Or they Dax Milne did fine on Sunday. Like his job is to get out of the way when the when the kickoff is there, get out of the way when there's a punt return, fair catch it. That's his job, and he did that on Sunday. There was so a lot of it. let's let's before we look forward to Dallas, and uh, I have my thoughts on that matchup. We got to go over the Eagles game. It was disgusting. We started flat, no offense, defense actually. Wasn't the issue. Like, yes, they let the Eagles pass all over them. But, I mean, they were thrown into the into the, the fire with the offense not helping them at all. If we started the game, or, or, or before the game, if I go, hey, LP, the defense is going to hold the Eagles offense to 24 points. They're going to be shut out one of the halves. They'll rush for under 100 yards. You would have been like, damn, that's that's a damn good game. Unfortunately... No, but see, that's a false narrative, offense. though. We, di- we didn't shut them out. They scored 24 points in the second quarter, and then they, they let off the gas. Let off the gas, yes. But yeah. still. If they wanted to, they had Jalen Hurts' run game like in their back pocket. They could have scored another 24 points, but they didn't 100%, 100%. want to. 100%. 100%. Whatever the reason is. Um, I, I look at this game, the Eagles game, as, as a game. It, it was awful. Like, nothing went well. Uh, offense stunk horribly. Um, defense, I mean, maybe the first quarter they kind of held them like it was still 0-0. Um, but going into the week, what did we say? Make Jalen Hurts one-dimensional, stop the run, and that's what happened. And they passed all over us. So we probably, you know, went into the game wanting to do that, and they still crushed us. So I, Now, I don't, the, think, I don't think this team is as bad as we played on Sunday, and certainly not as good as, you know, but maybe the ceiling could be like the second half of what the Lions game or the second half of the the Jags game. Yeah. Point is, I would take last week's game against the Eagles and just chalk it up as this is the NFL. Sometimes you get shut out. You know, it's still early in the season. Uh, yeah, I, I, I there's still plenty of issues. There's plenty of issues. I understand where you can that. where you can pull the optimism out, right? And you can say all those things that we as commanders, Washington football team, our word fans have, have told ourselves for 20 years, right? And especially under Ron, you start slow for whatever reason. Three years in the same system, they can't figure out how to start fast. Majority of your players are back. I understand Wentz is new. There's a lot of optimism that you can scratch and claw your way into, into receiving. The issue is, the biggest issue that I have and it's not necessarily with the coaching staff and, and what they're telling the players and, and preparation. 
It's predictability. It's the inability to adjust. The Eagles looked like they knew everything that was about to happen. Like they, they had, had our number. Like, they had our number exactly. for the entire game. And, and you go even back <clears throat> further, the Lions game, Amon Ra St. Brown, he said the same thing. He's like, we knew exactly what they were going to be in, and we ran the play, and it worked. So there's definitely issues with players. I agree with you, Ron Rivera. There's definitely injuries that we have to overcome. I agree with you, all of DC media. But the predictability of Scott Turner's offense when you no, have no, more Rivera, so the predictability of Jack Del Rio's defense, both of them. But when you have Ron Rivera coming out to the media saying, we're still trying to figure out our identity. We still want to just, just, we don't want to just utilize our wide receivers all the time because then we become one, one dimensional and we, we, we get in the mindset of pass first. I understand that you don't want that to be your identity, but that's your strongest position group. Your strongest position group is three stud wide receivers, Logan Thomas, who has proven he can do it, and a cannon of an arm quarterback in Carson Wentz. Yes, you don't want to be one-dimensional. Yes, you don't want to come out with an aired-out mentality. But your running game right now, and this could get into a debate of maybe B-Rob getting shot through a wrench into our offense. Maybe Gibby isn't actually trusted anymore, so we don't want to run the rock. That's fine, but you and I talked about this, LP. If this is your third year in a system and you are make or break on if your rookie third round draft running back is able to go or not because you have nobody else that you trust to run the rock, you have put yourself in this position. You have screwed yourself over and you can see Ron and the coaching staff kind of reeling and trying to figure out what they need to do to keep fans at bay, to keep the media satisfied, to to do whatever they need to do. But this is your third year in this system, third year with 95% of your roster retained. It's unacceptable to still start slow. It's you who put Antonio Gibson in his third year at running back without addressing it. Yes, you addressed it and we had the, the, the incident, but nobody else, right? Nobody else is out there. Well, he was still a thousand yard rusher last year. It, to me, it's... They don't trust him to run up the middle. They don't trust him to run through the line. Then and, of course, the, the line had injuries. Do, do something. Do you something different. Adjust. Yeah. Agreed. You can't just come out there and be like, oh, well, uh, and not have an answer. That's unacceptable. Scott Turner, it's unacceptable. And I mentioned this to you as well. I'm sorry. This is this is the vent of FP coming out. When, when the cameras pan to the sideline, we've discussed Ron standing there with his arms crossed. That's fine, right? We'll, we'll give him a pass. He has whatever tiredness he has from, from his chemotherapy. He can't be animated on the sideline. He's explained that. But when you look at JDR and Scott, do you see them talking to the players? Do you ever, when you're watching a commander's game, see the coordinators or their coaching staff on the sideline, in their players' faces, talking to them, looking at surfaces? Every time you see Tom Brady and the Bucks on TV or Josh Allen or whoever, there's a tablet and there's guys holding around it and they're looking at it and they're discussing and they're adjusting. You never, ever see that on the commander sideline. I have not once seen the players stand around a, a surface and discuss what just happened or discuss the next move or discuss the next possession. You just don't see it. There's a disconnect between this coaching staff and the players, a fundamental yeah. disconnect between how they're getting coached up 
and what the, the players are being told. And then on top of that, when you tell me, oh, there's players out of position week in and week out, or, oh, we were so close, we just didn't fine tune, then fine tune it, fix it. You're the coaching staff. You can't just say that every week. If my boss comes up to me, he's like, hey, you did this report wrong. Oh, sorry, I, I just, there's a few tweaks I need to make. And then the next week is, hey, that report was still wrong. Oh, sorry, there's a few t- tweaks I need to make. How many times can I give that answer before my boss is like, you know what, F you, you're fired. It's unacceptable. Yeah, it, it is, but it, he's not getting fired. So let's get over not. that. This this, um, this, this, this is what Ron is. Break. I don't. Who's going to fire him? Dan is not around the team. What, Tanya's going to fire him? I, I highly doubt it. This is what Ron is. He always starts slow, and every the start of every game is slow, and then they make a comeback, and they get a little bit closer. I mean, you saw the, even against the Eagles, right? When we scored the touchdown, uh, if we didn't go for two, right, we completely lost momentum you mean, you mean there. The Lions game. No, the Eagles game, right? When it was 24-0 and we we scored uh, the touchdown. No, oh, I mean, but the game was I mean, so out of hand. It was like late in the third when we scored. Yeah, but you can't score 14 points in a, in a quarter and hold them out. Sure you can. Not if you're getting sacked. Point is, times. Ron, like, you can't – I don't know what it is, but you got you got to change that first 15 scripted plays because they're not working. Uh, yeah, they're just not working. you got to do something different. you got to make the defense think that you're going to do something and do something different. And we did that against uh, the the Jags in week one, right? You saw the first drive of the game, first drive of the season. Yeah, the script uh, worked out great, and then we yeah, lulled. Everyone was getting the ball. Curtis was getting the ball. Doxon was getting the ball. Um, and it was unpredictable. And then you revert back to, oh, our offense is stagnant. So then you this need is to, who Ron is. Like, you need to, I, I, I do not accept that answer because if you keep telling me he starts slow, but then the part that never gets said is he finishes mediocre. He finishes seven and nine. He finishes just missing the playoffs. Or you make the playoffs of some kind of BS, heroics, whatever nonsense win that shouldn't have happened that we were all shocked to see. It's not a well-coached team. From top to bottom, it is not a well-coached team. I understand Ron starts slow, but his track record, his <clears throat> resume, Panthers and Commanders, is terrible. You had MVP Cam Newton in his prime. You made it to the Super Bowl riding a very strong defense. And yet somehow Ron Rivera's team loses to Peyton Manning, who didn't have a neck, who couldn't turn his head. Are you like that is yeah. not a good yes, great coach of the year, made a Super Bowl great check mark, check mark. Your resume has some some shining trophies on it. But your track record as a whole is abysmal. It's it's not something to brag about. And we, I mean, third third this year, is year three. Scott Turner calling plays. I don't care who is on the field. Scott Turner has an entire playbook that he. It's almost like he gets frazzled on the sideline and he like loses his his mark and he doesn't know. Like maybe he needs to reorganize how his plays are broken down. Maybe he needs a nice laminated sheet. Do you ever see Scott Turner holding a laminated sheet of uh, plays on the sideline when they pan to him? No, you don't. You just see him standing there looking clueless. I like there's just you don't see the things that you see when you watch any other NFL game. This, this is not a mature franchise. This is not uh, a team that is uh, has good players and is well coached and has all the pieces working for them. Right. This and is that, a team and, and that Ron is built bad. 
and players who don't play to their expectations and coaches who don't play to players' strengths, all those things lead to seven and nine or, you know, a 500 season. And I think that's what we're, we're on track for this year. If that, I, I don't know, I don't know uh, if the Dallas game is going to go any better. If I were to bet on it, I'm going to take Dallas because Cooper rushes two and zero as a starter. Um, they're running the ball well. Their defense is good. Monstrous. And Michael Parsons is going to have a field day against us. And, and, look, and look at and the you injury saw from today's today. injury report. Exactly. Terrible. Yeah. The we, entire line is broken. Right. Norwell is a. Um, so bad. He is terrible. And the fact that Eric Flowers is out there and we can bring him back and we haven't done that. I don't throw the bank at him. I don't care what you need to do. Ron was a bad replacement. He doesn't go and find middle of the, the season signings. He doesn't adjust. He doesn't no. adjust in game. He doesn't adjust in season. But we did get four scrub wide receivers from like D seven schools. <laughs> like, and, and, yeah. I don't understand the move. Yeah. I don't get it. And then you right. switch to the defense, right? All right, so the offense is what it is. Then you switch to the defense, right? BSJ, he had a pretty good game. Everybody was high on him. Keep him on the outside, right? Bring William Jackson back. Have both of them on the outside. Put Fuller at, 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 uh, in, on the inside, inside corner. He get, got burned so many times. He is not good. At well, defending the long pass, at defending a, a, a wide receiver, <laughs> he's not good at that. He's good at yeah. And William, William Jackson is a man corner, and he's forced into his zone defense. Right. And he gets burned all the time. He's fallen on but the ground in the end zone, still, allowing. You still take William Jackson on the outside over Fuller, and all these training camp reports and everything. Fuller's the best player. Fuller's doing great. Who is he practicing against? Terry McLaurin was sitting out for contract discussions. Curtis Samuel was on the sideline getting uh, rehabbed or whatever. No, but Terry was in. Terry was there for day one of camp. But it doesn't matter. It's camp. Who cares? Like it's not another team. It's just. Yeah. I don't. I don't like. Everyone's like, oh, when Brian Robinson gets healthy and he goes, that's going to change the offense. Oh, when Chase Young comes in, that's going to open things up. Uh, sweat is like, uh, what was the quote he said? Everyone has an asshole or something. I don't want to understand. Or, or we were constipated. What did he say? Everyone keeps uh, asking us the question. Same shit. Everybody has it. I don't. I don't remember. I don't know. It was a pretty funny quote. Let me find it. It was a funny quote, but it's like, bro, you have a goose egg on the stat record. You have done nothing. Nothing. You're telling me that the Jaguars, the Lions. And the Eagles, who who went through a couple injuries on their line during the game, you couldn't get one sack? Great, you had QB pressure against the Jags game, and it helped us get a pick. You can't get me one sack? How is Deron Payne, the guy with one foot out that wants to get paid, our best defensive player right now? Because he's playing for a contract, that's why. And he's going to be the one player that we can't retain. At this point in time, I would much rather let Swite go and pay Payne. What has Sweat done? What has Sweat done? Well, one, they're different positions. And then two, uh, I don't see Deron Payne having the same year next year. The Montez Sweat quote is, everyone, excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got them. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what are you going to do different? 
Exactly. What are you going to do different me, this week? Give me not an excuse then. Give me an actual answer. Show me on the field that you guys are a reputable team. I don't see it. Um, so we got Dallas this week. Uh, that's in Dallas? Or is that here? It's in Dallas, and we're going to rock the black jerseys because I think Dallas always wears white at home. So it's our black jersey debut. Probably I I, I want to be a conspiracy theorist and say that it was like to to distract from how bad the product is, but it's been it's been scheduled for like a month and a half. So it's no conspiracy has it, theory there. Has yeah. it really though? It has been. Yeah, I mean, I guess, four, yeah, you would probably pick four. Dallas as well. Week four was the the release for the black jersey for a while, but I mean, whatever. Who this, cares this what jersey the they're wearing? Just this show is... me a product on the field that is good. Show me a competitive four quarters. I don't even I care about a start win. The game shocked. I want to start the game by seeing somebody lined up where they're not usually lined up. Some kind of package brought out that we haven't seen before. Give me a three tight end set. Give me. J.D. McKissick and Gibson in, in, in the backfield, and, and we don't know what's going to happen. Do a couple more jet sweeps. Do whatever you need to do to get this run game going that apparently is is our focus right now is getting the, the run game off the ground. Do something different. But if I if you start this game and Wentz goes 0 for 3 and he doesn't even look Terry's way until the second half and Gibson gets the rock and he only gets to run it four times for two yards a, 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 a run – you, then you you did nothing this entire week. Show me what this week's practice did. Show me the work that went into this week. I'm a believer in that you are who you are, and a week of practice is not going to change you. And I don't think that that I think that stands true for this week too. I don't think there's anything hey, they could do. That's to... a sentence that you say to this coaching staff. If you look at McVeigh's coaching staff or KOCs, or any of the multitude of coordinators that we've lost and how they're running their teams now. I guarantee you, from one week to the next, they will create, deploy, and and perfect a hundred different formations and packages that weren't in their mindset or at the top of their list the week prior. They're going to make different adjustments. They're going to say, hey, yes, Michael Parsons is a big issue, Yes, we're going to chip on him or double-team him. But you know what? They also have Lawrence on the other side of the line. We need to pay attention to him. Don't tell me that you spent the entire week zeroing in on one issue and completely disregard everything else. That's exactly what happened with the Eagles game. Yeah. So check out this stat. Uh, week three was Ron's 36th game as uh, Redskin football team commander. Of those 36 games, 11 times Washington scored first. 25, 25, so that's more than double uh, the opponent that scored first. Yeah, that's abysmal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you other than um, I have no confidence in this coaching staff or these players to turn things around this year. No. And I'm sure we're going to have a run in the middle of the season, you know, who knows? Maybe even starting this week, there'll be a run, and everyone will be like, "Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe," but then we'll fall back down again. Yeah. And I we'll just, lose to the Giants, <clears throat> and we'll lose to the Eagles again, and we'll lose to the Titans, yeah. and you know whoever else that was on our schedule that's shitty. Um, yeah. There's just, it's. 
I don't even have words Dallas is going to open us. Yeah, I don't even have words anymore. You have this Dallas team week one. They looked terrible, right? And I hate Mike McCarthy, for the record. I think he's a terrible coach. But that week one Dallas team against the Bucks, they looked awful. With Dak, they looked awful. Then week two comes with Cooper Rush, and they simplified the playbook. They made adjustments for Cooper Rush. And they're like, you know what? We got Zeke and Pollard. Let's pound the rock. You know what? We still have C.D. Lamb. You know what? Let's just simplify things and make it so that Cooper Rush doesn't struggle. Yes, their O-line is a little bit better than ours. Fine. But they made an adjustment, and they did it again against the Giants. Even more so, halftime adjustment against the Giants. And you, if, if a Mike McCarthy staff can figure it out, why can't we? Why can't we make the adjustments? Why can't we say, hey, for the first three games, we didn't even look Terry's way in the first half. Let's come out week four against the Cowboys, and let's go heavy on getting Terry involved. Let's get him warmed up quickly so that when we need him in the second quarter, he's hot. He's red hot. He can go. He can make the play. Why do we always call plays or put out formations where it's the coaching that tries to get you to score instead of allowing the players to score? Do you see? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Why do we not let our playmakers make plays? Make plays. Yep. And we always just kind of call a play and then it doesn't work and and we we go on to another yeah. play. And and this week Diggs is probably going to shadow Terry, which means 100%. that he's probably not going to even get looked at. Right, but then if you and and if you look at game tape from this year, from from all of last season, what does Diggs do the best? He he intercepts balls, but what does he do the worst? He gives He's up aggressive the and most he gives up, yep. the most receiving yards against the cornerback is Diggs, especially deep, right? And what's Terry's strength? Deep. A deep ball. Yeah. But. But we'll shy know. away from Diggs entirely because I mean, Scott Turner is gun shy or I, I don't know. He, he gets we can, in his we own can also, we, we can kill the coaching staff and it's justified, but we got to kill the offensive line and we got to kill Carson Wentz for that performance. Nine sacks uh, by my count, at least six or seven of them were on Carson, just holding the ball way too long. Yes. Not finding the hot route, not checking the ball down, not evading the pocket, not moving left and right, not moving yes. up and down, just standing there like a statue getting crushed, right? And then when the pocket collapses uh, and he tries to make a single move, like he just looks slow and then will fumble. Yeah, We've got to kill mean, everybody on this team. I mean, there's, I mean, and not, not physically, obviously, but we got to, like, their their play, like, I don't know. Carson it's just won, not you good. Knew what like, you it's were not, get, but, it's but you not seasoned. It, this is like their first time playing football together. You knew like what have you been doing all of camp? What have you, you been practicing the, on? You knew the bad of Carson Wentz. Ron Rivera and Scott Turner should have known the bad of Carson Wentz and scripted or, or called the game to work against the bad. But but hold on. We had this issue last year too, right, with Heineke. We said, why is Heineke just standing in the pocket waiting for receivers to get open? Why isn't he scrambling? Why isn't he... Uh, moving, shifting the pocket. Why isn't? Where's the bootleg? Any of those things, and they were just not there. And now you you've got Wentz. Sure, he's a better quarterback, but still got some of the same issues. 
like the offensive line is not holding holding up their their end of the bargain and yeah but if i mean again it's more scott i'm gonna put more of the blame on scott turner than i'm gonna put on carson in the line if you see that the line can't block for shit and you're getting sacked why are you calling deep routes and 10-step drops why are you not calling quick slants and three-step drops five-step drops quick releases carson holds on to the ball one of the longest in the pocket of all the quarterbacks right now call something faster help your o-line block just enough that you can get off these quick passes and you know what back to what i said let your playmakers make plays instead of having curtis samuel come around for a jet sweep or have him come around for whatever or do your your fancy trickery plays in the back why not just get him a quick slant and have him break a tackle in front of your offensive line where you need to make uh chains move why not do it that way why is it always we were cute behind the line oops sack possession over why can't we be cute ahead yeah. of the line <clears throat> i think the, the the name of this podcast should say uh ron rivera please try something different and, Try anything, anything different, anything. Or Defense, offense, special team, do Scott something different. He's going to rehearse on Madden to switch it to all pro instead of rookie mode. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, change it up. Change it's, something up. Yeah. Do it's, something different. I don't care what it is. Just show me something different. And uh, I don't have any confidence. I have zero, zero confidence. And, like, I can't even think of, like – like game balls to hand out from that Eagles game. No, there's nobody zero. deserves one. Zero. Everyone's like, oh, Jamin Davis had three sacks. No, he didn't. He had like half a sack and tapped uh, a guy out or tapped Hurts uh, out when he was running out of bounds or something. Like they weren't even real sacks. No, they weren't. Yeah, n- no game balls. I mean, you could maybe say uh, Benjamin St. Juice, but no. I'm, I'm not giving anybody a game ball when you got shut out uh, for three quarters. This, Zero that, that one stat at halftime, you remember it? Passing yards, Eagles. It was like 323 to negative one at the half. Yeah. 300 yep. whatever to negative one. With three stud receivers. How how does that even happen? But that but that's the thing that doesn't compute. Our we strength, have too much talent to be this bad. Our strength is wide receivers. Best position group on the team. And for Ron to come out and say, we don't want to be pass first. We need to figure out our identity. That is your identity. (laughs) That is it right there. Lean into it. Drive into the skid. Steer into it. Whatever the saying is that I'm trying to say. Get your players involved. Get your playmakers involved. You don't like Gibson. Fine. Get J.D. McKissick more involved. Get... Run the ball to Jonathan Williams. Don't yes, I don't care. Anyone. Do something. Yeah. It's just it's, it's atrocious. Just unacceptable. I just I don't see I don't see how we figure it out. I don't see how Ron like you keep saying like oh they may get hot in the middle. We may I don't see how that happens. I don't see what is gonna change. I I mean, I don't know about hot, but they'll go on a streak, they'll win a few games. It will happen. But it doesn't change the how, fact that this team is just not good. No, I just it the defense will get better. The offense will figure it out, but something will happen. Someone will get injured, and then we won't have a replacement. And B. Mitch says this all the time. I need to see this team coach fifty-three 
and not 46. And this team coaches not even the 46. They coach 10. How much longer do you see Dallas being a, a bloodbath like the 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 Eagles game was? I see us being a little bit more competitive, but I don't see us winning. Here, here's the thing. If and I, this is going to be the the optimism that I'm going to try to pull out here. If you look at the Jaguars, right? They beat the Chargers, right? It was the Chargers. Yeah. They're a good team. Trevor Lawrence is playing really good football right now. They can run the ball. They have receivers. We, for the most part, stopped that rushing attack. DeAndre Swift ran all over us. They had a lot of big plays. We didn't really stop the Lions from running, but it was a lot of busted plays. We stopped the best rushing team last year with Miles Sanders and Hurts. We stopped that run game. So you go into this Cowboys game and you stop Tony Pollard mainly because I don't really believe in Zeke anymore. And Zeke, if you stop them, which I think Payne, Allen, and Sweat are capable of doing and Holcomb is capable of doing, I think, I think our secondary can handle Cooper Rush. Now, will we get burned? by some unnamed tight end because Dalton Schultz is hurt? Yes, that will happen. And it'll happen on a third and 14, and it'll be a dagger. But if you stop the run and you make the Cowboys one-dimensional, I see us having a fighting chance on defense. On our offensive side, I don't know what, what team comes out. But I'll tell you this, if they come out flat in the first quarter, if they didn't show up to Dallas on time, they're screwed. You don't come back. Yeah. Um, I I think I'm going to give this team a fighting chance every week because if you can find a way to play four quarters like you did, um, you know, the second half of the the Chargers or whatever. uh, Sorry, not the Chargers, the, the Jags. Or the Lions game where the offense was clicking, that offense is so explosive that I'll give them a fighting chance against anybody if you can play this, four quarters that way. But the problem is this offense has played three out of twelve quarters so far. The reason why I won't give them a fighting chance is because this team can never put four quarters of offense, defense, and special teams. You can do offense for a little bit. And then special teams, you know, muffs a punt or not even a punt. Uh, misses Joey Sly misses a field goal, misses a, a PAT. Um, that's something we even haven't even talked about. Joey Sly hasn't even kicked the PAT in two weeks because you know, of honestly, the two-point conversion. So he's not gonna like he's not gonna be be ready to go on Sunday. I, I can see a missed PAT there. If there was a bet on that, I would take that. If there was a prop, um, After- yeah, there's just this this team is not gonna do four quarters of offense, defense, and special teams. After That's the, the end. Lions, after the Lions and the Eagles game, and it, it pains me that, to say this, it would be a step in the right direction to lose a game in heartbreaking fashion. It would be a step in the right direction to lose a game in the last two minutes of the fourth with an, uh, a Hail Mary effort from Carson Wentz to tie the game up or something. That is a step in the right direction because that's how bad – this team has been the last two weeks to have to even be in a fighting chance 
in that last two minutes of the fourth is a step in the right direction. And that's yeah. terrible. It's terrible to say that losing a heartbreaker is a step in the right direction. We are getting blown out. Blown out. This did not happen under Jake. This didn't happen under Shanahan. This didn't happen. I don't even think it happened no. under Zorn. We didn't get blown out. No, you've, you've got to the, remember the, the massacre on Monday night was, was like the biggest blowout. But the Ron era, there's been so many games where we get blown out. The Cowboys games last year, the Eagles games this year. There's just been so many games where we're getting blown out. I don't understand yeah. it. Like when we lose, we lose hard. Why can't we just be competitive? Be Right there, have your players even with the other team, and it all comes down to whose playmakers make the most plays. I would much rather see that than a fully prepared team and us just running around with our heads cut off. I don't, I don't see it um, improving, but let's end the show on a positive note. Uh, from Ben, St- ben Standig. Uh, you know how we always talked about the commander's easy strength of schedule based on 2021 results. About that. After three weeks, Washington has played the toughest schedule per Football Outsiders. DVOA for the Jags, two, Eagles, four, Lions, 13. The rest of the season ranks 19. So if you have any faith in that metric, um, we've had this. And I don't I, I mean, I can't even say it with a straight face, but somehow the, the Jags and the Lions are, are, you know, one of the more top, potent offenses. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I'm I'm not giving this team – I'm not counting them out, but I'm also not betting on them. But here's the problem with that stat is it factors in the potency of their offense against our defense. <laughs> so <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. If yeah. they didn't play the commanders within their first three weeks, their yeah, they'd probably, probably be a lot, worse. a lot worse. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, even like everybody's super high on the Eagles, super, super high on the Eagles. Who have they played and dominated? I sent you like a Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football. Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football doesn't count. Who do they play in week one? The Lions. The Lions doesn't count. Like the last six regular season games won by Jalen Hurts. So they lost to the Bucs in the playoffs. They got blown out by the Bucs in the playoffs. Not like didn't even compete in that game. So the last six games, the Eagles won, Commanders, Giants, Commanders, Lions, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings on a Monday night, Commanders. So everyone's super high on the Eagles. And you know what? They're potent. And Jalen Hurts right now looks like he's ready to be in the MVP conversation. But they haven't done it against elite teams. I think they're a legit team, though. I think this year, I think they're legit. and, And knocked the Bills out. They haven't defeated the Chiefs or yeah. the Rams or anybody well-coached. <laughs> Agreed, but I, I think they run away with the East. Oh, 100% they're so. winning the East. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But I'm just saying, those Eagles fans, they, they, they were in full force at FedEx Field. Fed Up Field. Full force. Yeah, they're also trash, though. Terrible fans. There was like a clip of them... Mocking like some like two old ladies trying to leave the game early. Like, just let them leave. Why? Why do you gotta be punks? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
trash. All right, let's uh let's Whatever. this depressing ass show. Give me your uh prediction for the Cowboys game. Uh Cowboys 37, Washington 14. I'm going <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to be I'm going to play the homer. Say the Commanders win it. You just talked about how much they suck. I just for the last 30 minutes. Yeah, but you know what? We've You're been optimistic. fans for for how long? 25 years? Yeah, and and we know how this goes though. Yeah, I ha- I have to be a homer. I won't. Why even turn on the TV on Sunday if I don't want to expect anything? So I'm gonna say 28-14 Commanders win. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I don't see it happening, but I also said I'm not completely ruling them out because I think they've got the talent to do it. Um, the, the coaching is certainly questionable, but I do think Ron is a better coach than Mike McCarthy. Um, I do I think, think Kellen Moore leaders, is a good offensive coordinator. I think our leaders in the locker room are, are, are very good. I think Terry and Jonathan Allen are the exact type of leaders you need. You've had the week you've had when the media has been as crazy. To turn, blood to in turn the something around. Yeah, I believe in the leaders in the locker room. Let's go. Hail to the commanders. This has been fun for FP, for LP. This is DTC. Follow us on Twitter at Defeat the Curse. Let us know what you think about this game uh, against Cowboys. It is Dallas week. We are out.